Hey, it's Jose Galison on No Way Jose. Uh, you can catch me on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. Also, just about anywhere podca- uh, podcasts are at. Uh, this is going to be. I also am on the Liberty Movement YouTube channel. This episode will be on the Liberty Movement YouTube channel and the Bit Shoot. Um, today, my guest is the Clean Libertarian. I'll be referring to him as Drew. That's his. Uh, that's his God-given name. Um, I would highly suggest. Uh, I mean, I would even probably suggest this beforehand to maybe go check out his episode on the Liberty Weekly on the Liberty Weekly podcast. They kind of went to his bio. We're not doing that here. I mean, I'm sure he'll probably give like a quick little rundown of his bio, but uh, he's got a pretty interesting story. So I do suggest going to go check that out. So uh, tell Patrick I sent you. Um, so what we're doing today is drugs. Um, little little preface. Um, because I know YouTube can be kind of kind of lame about this, so this is for educational purposes only, or whatever you know, for legal legal purposes, a joke or whatever you know. So whatever need to be, we're not saying to go out and do drugs, but this is one I've been wanting to do for a while. Since I started doing a podcast, I kind of was like I wanted to do an episode of this way because I feel like when people cover drugs, it's usually from one extreme or the other, and no one ever really tells you, gives you the honest, straightforward. And I'm someone who's well traveled in this regard. So is Drew. So I feel like it would be interesting for us to essentially give a rundown, a review of all the drugs. And that's not to say I've done all the drugs. I've done a lot of drugs. Um, Drew has as well. And so it can kind of give us our experience rundown so that way people know what to expect. Because I think that's a big part of it. I know growing up, for me, you know, kind of from the, the dare age and stuff, it's like you get this like, you know, like weed is the worst or like, you know, it's kind of like you get this you come to find out later that these drugs they made up to be super bad aren't as bad as you thought. And some of them still are bad, but even though they're just not as bad as you were told they are. So then it just kind of fucks with your whole perspective of like what to expect with drugs. Cause some drugs are bad, but they're not that bad or some are worse and so on and so forth. So yeah. Um, anyways, before we get into it, I just want to remind you guys, I am uh, on Patreon now, patreon.com slash no way Jose 2020. Um, some dickhead took the No Way Jose, uh, handle. So, you know, No Way Jose 2020. Uh, you can also support me with crypto in the same regard on endthefed.app. That's a new startup. Um, so you can go there, check that out, make a profile, give me some fucking crypto. I definitely would appreciate it. Uh, with that, I'm gonna go ahead and bring on Drew. What's up, Drew? What's going on, man? What it do? <laughs> what it do? <laughs> yeah, you want to go ahead and give yourself a quick little introduction to the audience so they know who you are, what you're about. Yeah, yeah, I am. Uh, I'm Drew. I go by the you know clean libertarian on the Twitter sphere. Uh, I don't much mess around with the Facebook universe anymore. I uh, I stay away from there. But on Twitter, I'm known as the clean libertarian. I have a podcast called the Clean Libertarian Podcast, and uh, lofty aspirations of maybe hopefully one day being the uh, Scott Horton equivalent for the dr- ending the war on drugs. So we will. Got a lot of work to get there, but I'm 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 doing what I can. But that's that's kind of like my passion, my thing. Yeah, I like drugs a lot too. So yeah, ten four. <laughs> what Mitch Hedberg say? He said, "Uh, he said I I used to do drugs. So, I mean, I still do, but I used to too." Yeah. <laughs> do you want a frozen banana? No, but I want a normal banana later. So yes, <laughs> hell yes, yeah. hell yes. I thought it'd be fun to kind of start out with what I call as our drug resumes. So okay. kind of you know, if we were to apply for a job when it comes to our drugs, <laughs> what what would we throw on there? I'll, I'll let you start. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, let's yeah. see. I've done. Uh, let's see i've done weed i've done and here's the thing with weed is that like i haven't uh 
I, I kind of quit partying before I live in Oklahoma. So we just got medical uh, a year and a half ago. I quit partying long before that. So I have no idea about the legal weed, but I know I could tell you all about bullshit swag and like way overpriced KB, you know? Um, so the weed, Coke, crack, heroin, um, opium. I have done a galaxy of pills, uh, acid shrooms, uh, Molly, ecstasy, um, meth, oh, all the meth. Um, and, uh, say acid LSD, I've done two CE, two CI and, uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. There you go. Still legal by the yeah. way. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. I think that's it. <laughs> I'm sure you'll remember more later. Yeah, yeah. probably, maybe, <laughs> who knows? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm not super duper well traveled, but I'm pretty well traveled compared to most. Like, I got the weed. Uh, I pretty much done a lot of pills. I, that was probably one of the biggest thing where I've done a shitload of different pills, uh, mostly the opiates. I mean, I think I, uh, I, I messed with Zannies for a minute, but it was only because I was trying to fuck the dealer. I never really liked Zannies. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I did that. Um, never went to like heroin or anything. I mean, obviously done Vivance, Adderall, that kind of stuff. Uh, I've toyed a little bit with shrooms and acid, uh, kratom, which is a drug. But I mean, I we'll get into that too. Um, God, I feel like I'm forgetting shit. But yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's the main the main main crux of it. Oh, blow. Oh yeah, coke. Yeah, that's uh, the I forgot all that the one. blow. All yeah. of it. <laughs> yeah. Mountains. <laughs> Yeah, that's a hell of a drug. Uh, <laughs> that's but, great. Uh, yeah, so, you know, funny, we just, we, uh, Blow is actually the first one that comes up on my outline. So I wanted to start out with, let's let's review Blow. Uh, let, give me your, your actually, no, I think it might be better for me to start because I feel like I, it's good for you to end on a cautionary note because you you kind of wow. come in with that a little bit. Okay. So for me, my perspective of Blow, we were actually talking offline before, and I was saying you had mentioned in a previous podcast that like there are people who can have an eight ball and just like keep it in their closet and like make it last week, month, whatever, you know. And yeah. I'm kind I'm kind of one of those. I I I have I like blow, but it's not for me like an imperative. Like if if anything, like if I was able to do blow all the time, like I mean I'm not able to do drugs with my current current line of business or not business, yeah business uh, my current job, but um like. If I was in a position to where I could do whatever the fuck I wanted, I I mean I might do it like maybe once a month, every other month, maybe on the weekends when I gotta mow the lawn. Like I mean, nothing crazy. That's just kind of where I am. I, I like it. It's fun. You know, it's a fun party drug. You know, if you want to get busy with the old lady, you know, it's kind of fun there. I mean, don't expect to bust, but, like, <laughs> but you'll have fun. <laughs> it's just a song that doesn't end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it, it's fun. And for me, it was, it, but it never was something that I was like, I got to do it. I got to do it. Like, but it's, it's just more fun. Or it is like one of those things that like, if I got a lot of shit to do, I'm like, well, maybe I could just have a little bump and go do it, you know? But so it's fun. I, for me, it, it, I never had an issue. My wife actually had a uh, cocaine issue back in the day. So for her, it's different. Um, but like for me, that's kind of where I, my experience with it, where I was at. I mean, I could totally, if I had an eight ball in my closet right now, I could probably leave it alone and maybe touch it weeks from now or almost forget about it. It's just not, I, I, I kind of don't understand. That's not even to mean I don't have an addictive personality because we mentioned pills before. I've actually had issues with pills in the past. 
I do to some extent have addictive personality, but for some reason with Coke, it's not like that for me. If anything, it's like this weird mixture of like kind of reminds me of obviously this isn't super accurate, but something like a mix between like alcohol and like energy drinks to where it's kind of like it kind of gets you loose, you know, like I can have fun, kind of like, you know, go nuts kind of thing. And like, that's why I say it's great for the old lady. You can kind of like if you guys have a night out kind of deal, like, you know, if you're you're able to handle your shit. That's not the case for anybody, everybody. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at with it. So I never really understood why it's such a look down on as this like hard drug. Cause I remember the first time I did Coke, like when I was like, I think 17 or 18, I was like, Oh my God, I'm doing Coke. I'm such a piece of shit. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh, this is, this is all it is. I mean, it's fun. I, I'm enjoying myself. Like, and that's all it was. So yeah, I'll, I'll let you take it away. I've said everything I need to say about blow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm right there with you. I I, I have. Uh, here's the thing. So I think we've kind of like established the baseline for for our summaries because you are coming from a position of someone who can participate in moderation when it comes to substances. I, on the other hand, but not that guy. You know, we buy an eight ball. It's getting done. It is getting done. Same setting. You know, we don't. Mama didn't raise no bitch. You know, and so. <laughs> Uh, for me, like Coke was, uh, what did we used to do? So we used to like get these like uh hip hop beats and I would like freestyle over them and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you know, like, and I would be convinced that I am the shit, you know what I mean? Like I'm just like waiting to find my spot. I'm like the next eight mile, you know, I am Marshall Mathers on Coke. Um, but the I'm uh, laughing because I could actually see myself being on blow and being like, I'm a fucking rap. <laughs> I'm a rap god, you know, like straight up. Uh yeah, so Coke is is a very euphoric, uh, very fast acting drug, um, typically done by snorting. Um, you know, you can snort a line, and within seconds, you are you know you're blasting off, and um, you just get a very profound sense of euphoria. It lasts for about thirty minutes or so, and then you get dropped off the face of the fucking earth. So here's here's where. I think you've had most of your experience with it is like you were probably doing coke mixed with alcohol, which tends to prolong both of the effects of the alcohol and the cocaine. Uh, it has that weird kind of way that it works. If you're doing coke only, <laughs> you spiral into a real oblivion. Um, it, I've it, done both, but yeah, yeah I, get, I get what you mean. I, I haven't noticed a, a major difference, but I mean, I, I, I could see that. So I, I, I mean, it kind of, yeah, but go on. Yeah, it's different so, for everybody. Like this is another thing too. I, I think I feel like it's important to note that when we were talking about chemicals, they affect people in different ways because not everyone's the same. So like even when it, not even just on a dependency matter of being addiction, there like some people just get different feelings from different drugs. You know, right? So uh, so that's new information for me right there because I held you know all the cats that I hang out with or hung out with. You know, that's that's kind of like that thing that we did when the sun rose in the morning it was like motherfucker you know like that was oh, yeah. the worst part of the night but um you know uh so typically people snort it um you know another way that people do is shoot it uh caution 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 if you try to take a rail like a hollywood rail and put it in a syringe and shoot up and you're not used to that you will overdose and you'll likely die on the spot um it is not to be fucked with in that regard. Um, if you're if you're going, if someone out there is going to participate in that, I, I mean, smaller is better. You know, be on the lookout. Um, 
it's it's a wild ride. Shooting up Coke is a wild ride. Uh, and I've heard of people eating Coke. I've never done that. I've never seen it, but I've heard of that. I have heard of people putting it in a capsule and popping it, but I don't know, man. awful. Like, cause, yeah. Because, I mean, you snort it. I mean, I know there'd be times that drainage always, like, especially because you never know what they're cutting it with. So it's like usually the drainage will kind of make your stomach queasy a little bit depending on what they're cutting it with. Yeah. So, like I can only imagine like eating it straight up like, ugh. Like, yeah. Uh, a lot ugh. of times that, they're, you know, they're using baby laxative and that's where mm-hmm. that stomach uneasiness comes from. And so, you know, you get bubble guts and all of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, cautionary tale. Again, there's going to be a lot of those I'm going to throw out there. But um, so always t- do a little taste test before you just put out a big old fat line of coke because uh you need to verify that what you're about to put up your nose and directly into your bloodstream is in fact the chemical that that you want it to be uh i say this because i snorted probably a quarter paper rail of uh laundry detergent and that was the scariest fucking thing that's ever happened to me you know i mean at 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 that point in my life that was scary dude i couldn't breathe i couldn't see like I hit the ground, dude. Like that was bad. Okay, I had something similar, but I don't think it was. Uh, it wasn't like that bad. I think it was like maybe they cut it with it because I was like, this tastes like fucking soap. And you're like, am I high? I don't know. <laughs> like, like, and you're like, am I just convincing myself I'm high? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. This is this is straight up laundry. There was no cocaine at all. Like this was straight up laundry detergent. Was in a little boulder in the back broke it up knocked off a fat fat rail and yeah that was just straight up gain bro mm-hmm. yeah oh i did want to touch on i mean sure we'll get into it you mentioned shooting up i would say in general if you're shooting up you need to reevaluate shit and i mean i i, I say this as someone who only i've only ever shot up like i think twice and that was pills and like i kind of was like i didn't like that it just something was just skeevy but i just know because Thing is, when you're shooting up, like, I mean, really in general, you're bypassing all your body's natural defenses against, like, overloading your system, essentially. Because, like, say you do a shitload of cocaine through your nose, or you're going to get to the, like, for one, you have multiple, essentially, buffers of, like, for example, you generally, your your nose is going to get stuffed up, usually, unless you're doing, like, super pure coke. It's hard to get to that point where you're going to, like, OD or some shit, because your nose is going to get fucked up. You might start throwing up. But if you're shooting up straight in the vein, you're going straight into your bloodstream. So like you're you're essentially you're cut, cutting off a lot of your body's natural safeguards. And I mean, it is. I mean, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it, and do, do you know, I guess be smart about it. I guess. But so like maybe I'm sure you know Drew will probably get into that a little bit because I don't have as much experience with shooting up. But I just I know from a biological sense, it's kind of fucking foolish because it's like you're putting something directly into your bloodstream. There's no turning back. Like I there's think, no, like you're going to fucking purge your stomach and be okay. No, you know? <laughs> yeah. I think, I think more, more uh, of what it is, is like by the time you get to the point to where you're like, just cool with the idea of shooting up, like you probably passed that yeah. threshold of not giving a fuck, you know? And so <laughs> the, 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 the conversation to start having then is I'll be absolutely reevaluate, see where you're at, but study anatomy, basic anatomy, like understand what veins are what in your arms, because People have this idea in their mind, you know, we because of Hollywood movies, you know, you just find a vein, bloom. But no, man, some veins are arteries. Some veins will fuck you off, man, if you do a shot of anything in there, like not good, you know. Um, 
stay away from your legs and feet. I know we've seen the cool movies where they do that, but the fact of the matter is, is that the, the veins in your legs and feet not only typically can't handle an IV injection, but they are further away from your heart, which means they are more prone to infection. So you start getting a bad enough infection in, in your leg or your foot, and it's going to be like Requiem for a Dreams, you know, type pit. It's not going to be good, man. So, uh, yeah, stay away from that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I mean, good point. I mean, like I said, if you're going to do it, you're going to do it. So you might as well do it right. So, yeah. I mean, smart. I would suggest not doing it in the first place. But if you're already there, <laughs> me saying don't do it doesn't make a goddamn <laughs> bit of a difference. No, so at least be no. Safe. <laughs> and don't, don't, for the love of God, don't share needles. Jesus yeah. Christ, people, come on, come on. Bleach yeah. and bleach does not kill HIV or hepatitis C. That is, you just, you just hit it with a flame and it's all good. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I ran it under a cold tap. What do you mean? Like, this shit's fine. I put Everclear through it. We're good. Yeah. We're golden. <laughs> all right, let's move on to crack. I've never done crack. So, I mean, I can give some of my perspective on the matter. I mean, it seems to me like it's just a shittier version of cocaine, which I was why I've always kind of got the impression of like, and you may correct me if I'm wrong, but I've always found it silly that people look down on it so much. It's just kind of poor man's Coke. People don't look, I mean, people do look at Coke, like people do look at Coke negatively, but I don't feel like they look as negatively as crack. So it's like in crack is just shit that poor people do when they can't afford Coke and they've gotten fucking addicted to Coke. Yeah. So, like, yeah. so I'll let you go. Uh, crack is the euphoria of cocaine I and mean, it's still cocaine and, you know, obviously, uh, but crack is the euphoria of cocaine on cocaine. Okay. So that experience of the initial front door rush that you get when you do Coke, whenever you smoke crack, it's that much more, they call it getting your bell rung. I mean, you're just, I mean, you're there. The problem is, is that it actually does drop your ass off. I mean, you're, you're going up the mountain, you're doing great. You're doing great. Then boom. I mean, you're just off a cliff. And so, um, that's why crack is so addictive is because since that debilitating come down is, is such a bad thing, you know, the person's trying to chase that initial high because it was so euphoric. Uh, it's hard to escape that dude. I, I fucked with crack for a little while and, uh, dude, it wasn't, it wasn't, it was, it was insane uh, i'll say that like i can totally understand how people like toss away all their shit you know for it um and and just to throw it out there so freebasing cocaine and crack are a little bit different right so like freebasing cocaine you're uh there's a couple of different ways to do it you can research you know whatever that doesn't seemed to me like I never got my bell rung like as much on that as I did with crack, but I think either way, dude. Yeah, it is what it is. So that's what cracks about. Either way you're in for a fun time. <laughs> it's you're going to have a fucking blast off. Have some Xanax for when it runs out or else you yeah. will be carpet surfing, you know, fucking yeah. Doing carpet Olympics, trying to I mean, try, trying to smoke grains of rice and pieces of drywall you found on the carpet. <laughs> I mean, I totally joke about you're gonna have a fun time because I mean, when I say that, you got to keep in mind with just generic biology. Even when it comes to having energy drinks and coffee, for every up, there's a down. So like, yeah, it's just the way our our body is made. It's not like it's not made to sustain these high levels of you know endorphins or chemicals you know flooding through your body. It's going to you're gonna have a 
there's going to be a counterbalance. <laughs> like, it's, yeah. it's just how I mean, it all, all of my experience, or, you know, where I initially got my teeth cut on the narcotic scene was we had a studio apartment where 12 of us were living in it. <laughs> just a bunch of fucking batshit crazy kids. It was a punk house. And like, so we'd all go out and do our little hood rat shit during the day and then come back with whatever narcotics we had found. And it was just a, a continuous party. So there is a part of me that will advocate that like, yeah, dude, like, you know, you can party, you know, people can party and party responsibly, maybe potentially, I don't know who the fuck am I to say? I know I didn't, but that doesn't mean for everybody, but, um, you know, that I, I think with any narcotic that you're going to, you're going to find there's, there is a, uh, there is a use for it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I did. Do you think, I mean, I would never necessarily, I honestly don't of all the drugs I've done. I don't think there's ever a drug. I would tell someone to just never, ever, ever, ever do. I might give them like a cautionary, like, this is what you should expect. Maybe. Cause I mean, I know growing up, I kind of like, was always like, you're going to be addicted to this as soon as you do it. And there's not, I mean, I, I haven't done some of the harder drugs that you've done, but I know my experiences, none of them, and I have been addicted to drugs. I've had withdrawals from opiates, which that's going to be our next one we're going to do. But I've had withdrawals drugs, but I never, it wasn't like the first time I did it, I was like addicted, you know, like, I mean, me personally. So it's like, I mean, there is one of those things, if you go in with your eyes open, knowing what this is, and, or if you trust yourself to be able to, depending on what it is, you're probably gonna be okay i just feel like yeah. a lot of a lot of us don't you know like they don't know this like i didn't know it like i mean for me with pills it was kind of something that snuck up on me so yeah yeah so yeah like i said moving to the pills i mean i'll, I'll kind of go into my story i i'm kind of jock type i mean i'm like a jock nerd so like i was like like a really i was a smart kid but i was also being a jo jock stuff you know comic books i don't know all the place but anyways i started doing pills as a like i got into opiates because of sports like that's kind of what got me into it because like uh, it's kind of you know and depending on the sport, I mean certain sports not so much, but it's like say you're doing some like oxys or some shit. I mean depending if you got your dose right, pretty goddamn great for that because it's like it lowers your I mean it increases your pain tolerance, kind of gives you a little bit of an energy, and then also when you're coming down, it kind of gives you that like you're kind of irritable in like an aggressive way. So like it worked great for me. Like I uh, for example, like when I was I played soccer was one of the sports I played. I played like three sports a year. But I, I literally, on like our last game of the year, like, because it was like our playoff game and we were losing, so I knew it was our last game. Some dude had been pissing me off the whole game. I fucking like literally football tackled him. <laughs> and this Holy is what I was coming down. <laughs> Holy shit. Like, coming I down on pills and knocking people out. That's great. <laughs> yes. yeah, I yeah, I straight up speared him. And it was funny, too, because I did it like into the fucking like his – his uh, team's fucking, um, like, not, what's the word I'm looking for? They're, they're uh, bleachers. So it was like the fans. <laughs> like, oh, like right God damn, yes. And the <laughs> funny thing, too, is the ball was on the other side of the field. So, like, the ref didn't see it. So, <laughs> 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 so nothing got called. <laughs> disrespected that motherfucker. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, well, he had, like, done some dirty shit, like, multiple times in a game. And I was just like, you know what? Last game of season, senior year, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, fuck them. Fuck that. <laughs> I mean, I totally broke that. Or, uh, not NAP cool, all right? Yeah, right. <laughs> not NAP compliant. <laughs> it is what it is. I was on drugs. I don't know what to say. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> but, <good. laughs> but, yeah, no, I kind of got into it from that. And then it kind of, like. 
because I played a lot of sports. I worked out a lot. I was kind of just, I was a big, big workout slash sports junkie in high school. That was kind of what my life revolved around. And they kind of were, gave me an edge. And then they kind of were also fun. And then kind of when the sports stopped, I kept doing it. And then like, and then over time I realized like, it kind of sneaks up on you. So that's a big thing I'm saying. Like, if you know what you're getting into, like you got to understand what you're getting into. Cause for it's not, it took a long time for me to get to a point where I was like, felt like I was addicted or even noticed. Cause you get to a point, especially pills, pills are sneaky. Like the biggest thing I, I did a lot of despicable things when I was on pills that I still to this day fucking regret and feel just terrible about. Cause like the biggest thing is you get to a point, especially me being like a broke high school kid. It was like, you got to get money for pills. Pills ain't cheap. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I only, I luckily I was kind of, I was raised to have a strong moral backbone. So like, when it came to like stealing, that was kind of like my hard line. I think I like almost stole once. And that was one that, cause I probably had like two or three, what I would consider sort of rock bottoms to where like, for me, that was like not cool. And like, I kind of had to reevaluate my shit. And those were probably the few times I withdrawals. Cause then I quit and then I'd get back into it again later, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, but fucking, uh, yeah. Like one of the times was cause I was like, about to steal because like my best friend was like literally he came up with some scheme and i knew he's gonna do it anyway so i'm like this dude's a fucking retard so if he does it by himself he's gonna get fucking busted so i was like whatever i'll go with you and help you and then later i kind of had to be like oh god and it wasn't even so much stealing as also like the big thing is like you kind of blur your moral lines like for me i started i noticed i scammed a lot like where i'd be like hey mom i need money for gas when i really didn't and i'm like i need 25 bucks to go get a fucking roxy you know what yeah, i mean like yeah. And it's just like you feel gross about later. You also like find yourself like making up. Like I mean, I got really good at fucking making up shit. Like and why I need this or why I need that. And it's it's pretty gross. Like I actually, my wife's sister, like uh, I think a few years ago, died, and she was a pill addict as well. And uh, she OD'd, and it was kind of the same thing. It was really sad because with her, like my wife's stepdad, we kind of had to tell him multiple times, like she is full of shit. Like she's on pills. She's telling you whatever you need to tell tell you to get what she wants. We'd always, she'd always make up something I was doing. You know what I mean? So, like, that's that's the big thing with pills that I noticed, at least for me, is that, like, it sneaks up on you, though. It took a long time. I went, I started with Lortabs initially, kind of went to Percocets. And then from Percocets, I started doing a little bit more Percocets. From there, I did Roxy's. From Roxy's, I started doing, like, Oxy's and Opanas when I couldn't get when I couldn't get Roxy's or Oxy's. And Opanas are fucking gross, for anyone who knows. Like, they will they're like they will wreck your shit. Like, you're going to probably throw up. You're going to feel gross. But you know what? It's going to get you that fix you need, you know? Yeah. So, at least for me. So, I mean, I never got to full-on, like, heroin or opium or anything. Uh, so, maybe you're, we'll probably go into that here in a minute because uh, I, I, I don't know the difference. It's my understanding when it comes to heroin that – I've heard some people actually prefer o- normal opiates. I mean, I might be wrong. Uh, that's just what I've heard that some people prefer it. So it's just that heroin is like a, a heroin. Once again, is one of those alternatives for when people can't afford the pills. So, yeah, I mean, that, that's my story with, with pills. That's a, my biggest heroin drug story was pills. That was kind of my thing. And it was one thing that snuck up on me. And it's like, it's kind of like you, it takes a while before you realize like, holy fuck, I have a problem. And like, yeah, it is. It is what it is. So <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll let you go. Yeah. Uh, so I started out with pills myself, but I started out being prescribed, you know, I, this was back in the Johnny B. Good meds heyday, you know, like the, you know, I, dude, I, my dad was a football jock. My mom was really popular. And so when they got together, they thought they're going to have a well-adjusted kid. 
and I was not well adjusted. I kept fucking up in school. So they started giving me these pills. And so like my first introduction to narcotics was uh, Ritalin, uh, Adderall, Vyvanse wasn't around at the time. And then they finally got me on one called Dexedrine. And Dexedrine was like, woo. I mean, I think they still make it, but dude, it is the closest thing to amphetamines ever. Uh, so I, 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 here's the thing is that kind of going later on in life. I I've tried, I've tried them all, dude. I've tried Xanax, uh, you know, Vivance, Percocet, Lord tab, Opana, Oxycontin, Rexicon. I tried the original formula. I remember when the original OC eighties were out, like they had that bullshit on the outside of them where you couldn't break them down. Um, and scratch them off. It's all good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you just lick them. No, that's the move, man. You lick yeah. them, you get them wet and you get in your t-shirt and you rub it around. And then mm-hmm. what we did was I got, uh, I would get, you know, a hose clamp, you know, where it's got the screw on it. And then mm-hmm. you, it's, you know, we just undo that all the way. And then that's like a little cheese grater for your pill. Boop, boop, boop. You know, you do that. And, uh, so, you know, I, I later on in life and the game is different now. So since the, quote unquote opioid epidemic, you know, hit the, uh, hit the newspapers and media outlets across the country. It's a lot harder to get these pills. What I mean by that is, is that like, so, and I could say this shit because statute of limitations is up now, but like I had convinced a uh, paper company uh, that I worked for a doctor's office (laughs) and they were selling me like prescription paper. And we figured out how to, Dude, it used to be so easy to get pills. Like we figured out how to, there's a website, you get DEA numbers and we just went, we were just like writing our own prescriptions and using other people's insurance. And it was just like super fucking easy, man. It was like ridiculously easy. I'd spend, I'd spend 50 bucks and end up walking away with 70 opanas. You know what I mean? Like, dude, it was ridiculous how many pills we were doing at the time. But now the problem that we're seeing is legitimate pills are so hard to find in the black market more often than not you run the risk of actually having a counterfeit pill getting handed to you and so at this point in time in the country it's a really really good idea if you're going to be buying pills from the black market to also have fentanyl test strips just to make sure man Uh, especially with like xanax and shit like that you want to make sure that you're not you know you're not about to do some straight up Zanny bar of fentanyl, you know, like that's not a good time. You're, you, you might not walk away from that one, but, um, so with Xanax, okay. Uppers are uppers, downers are downers, you know, uppers would be like the Adderall, Vyvanse, Ritalin, Dexedrine. Um, there's a couple of other ones. I'm blanking. And then the downers would be like your Xanax, your Oxycontin, your Percocet, your Lortab, Norco. Um, and like, I don't know, man. Lortab is real mild. Same with the Norcos. They're very mild painkillers. Uh, starter drug. <laughs> yeah. That's where I started. Yeah. Yeah. Lortabs. <laughs> yeah. So you take a Lortab, your nose itches, you know, you're like, you know, all the time. Um, but you know, then you graduate to the Roxy's and the Oxycontin and, and the, uh, you know, like dude, Opana's those fucked my world up, man. Then, and then, um, what was the other one, man? 
Well, pandas had like morphine in them, right? Or something along those lines. If I remember correctly, it was like a mixture of opiates and morphine or some shit. Yeah. It's I like, can't remember, yeah. here's the thing. So like back when we were doing our, our prescription game and I, I went to jail for it. So like, that's the thing is like, I got caught. I've already been tried for this shit. So it's fine. But the, um, back when we were doing that, like it was noted that like almost no doctor in the state would actually prescribe Opana. Like that was such a rare thing to prescribe, but yet we were <laughs> filling out all these prescriptions and that's what's kind of raised alarm, you know, like something's going on here. Um, doctors will typically try to go another route or they did at that time. I don't know what they're doing now, but uh, I know Opana's were just like crazy strong, crazy strong. Um, and yeah, it's like the morphine pills, mm. you know, like morphine will fuck you up, dude, if you're not careful. Yeah, I never liked Opana. Opana for me was like a, if I couldn't get a Roxy or an Oxy, I got an Opana. And if anything it was kind of just skeevy that like I had to get an Opana because it was like it's like a an Roxy's and Oxy's. Well, don't get me wrong, they're strong, but the Opana is like because it's mixed with the morphine, it just is just gross. You're almost guaranteed to throw up. Like yeah, it's gonna be very like uh, like very like generic pill head. I mean, not that you aren't gonna be like that with Roxy or Oxy, but it's like a different thing. Like, I don't know. Yeah. The thing is that Opana is closer to heroin is than it? Oxycontin. So mm -hmm. like that feeling that like crazy, I don't, and you, I, did you shoot up Opana? No, I, th I think I shot up Roxy like once or twice. And I just was like, yeah, that, that was one of those times where I was like, this is too much. Yeah. That's one, one, one of my lines. <laughs> yeah. So. See, like, my cocktail was to uh, like when we we're doing this was to break down uh, uh, Roxy. And then uh, mix it in with a shot of meth <laughs> and blast off. Just so, yeah. Anyway, that was fun. Um, but the the Opana is actually closer to street level, like heroin. You know, uh, in my opinion, uh, the Oxycontin and Roxy is more of a, a synthetic feel to it. Uh, less just of not to get too off track, but I used to like to. My method was I either obviously snorted it or I would like do what I call the toddy. It, which you would uh, you would get a get hot water like kind of like tea water and put uh do like a shot glass and put just sprinkle it in there and then it would fucking um, dissolve and just let it dissolve and it's just hot water and you shoot it and it would like it was kind of this like happy medium between snorting and ingesting because like the thing is with pills I would always notice at least I mean I don't know I mean I was just some dude high on pills so maybe I'm wrong but like I just thought I always noticed that if I snorted it, it seemed to be like it would hit me harder but it didn't last as long. And then if I ingested it, it didn't hit as hard, but it lasted longer. And the toddy was kind of like a mix because like the being as it dissolved and it's hot, it will just kind of easily easier, have an easier time absorbing into your system on the way down. So it kind of just like, yeah, it, it seemed to, at least for me, from my perspective, it could be totally wrong placebo effect. And that's just some shit in my high ass told myself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man, the, the science, the science, you know, checks out like that makes sense to me. The math seems to check out. <laughs> yeah, it's all there. It's all there. It's in the papers, damn it. Um, I, 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 I've never tried that, so I, I can't yeah. speak from, but it would make sense because you're breaking the time release off, mm. you know, that you're getting more of a initial front door. Um, and the, the fact that it isn't going directly into your bloodstream would mean that, it, you know, it's probably takes a little bit longer to absorb fully into your body. So yeah, I can see, I can see how that's right. Um, uh, <laughs> But yeah, fentanyl test strips. I want to get back to that because that's really fucking <laughs> yeah. important, dude. That's really, really important. Um, you know, there's, there's been 
right now. And, and here's the reason why fentanyl is being used is because it's so goddamn cheap. It's insanely cheap as opposed to like the, you know, the actual core ingredients for a Xanax pill or, or whatever the case may be. So that's why dealers uh, are doing that. And it's not necessarily lethal, you know, it's certainly not as lethal. How do I put this, man? Because I don't want to like minimize it because fentanyl is very fentanyl can fuck you off easily. You can die. Absolutely. But it, this idea that any amount of fentanyl will kill you is a lie. They use fentanyl in hospitals. You know, it's, it's a widely known, you know, painkiller, but, um, these fentanyl test strips that they got more or less what you do is you can take a little bit of your pill, grind it up, you know, mix it in with like a little drop, a little water and put it on this strip. And if the strip turns a different color, you know, okay, that's fentanyl. If it doesn't do anything, then, you know, you're golden. Um, and they're cheap, man. You can find those. I think it's like, I don't know, 20 bucks for it, you know, X amount in a pack. And I mean, if you're going to be doing this shit for a while, man, it, and you want to be smart about it and be, be educated and responsible, that's the route that you need to go. But that's, that's my little piece on pills. Yeah. I mean, fentanyl wasn't even like a concern for me when I was uh, coming up. Cause I mean, high school was like over a decade for me. So ago for me when I was fucking with that shit. So that right. wasn't even really a thing like fentanyl at the time. So, right. I mean, I just, I mean, don't get me wrong where I was at. There was definitely a uh, opiate epidemic, but there wasn't the, the fentanyl shit. Like this is back in the day when you could just send a caravan down to Florida and get a fuckload of fuckload of uh, pills and just send them back. <laughs> yeah. And here's the thing. I don't think it was around back then, at least, you know, not in this region where I am. Cause I never heard, I had never heard of fentanyl until the last couple of years, really, you know, I say couple, it's been a little bit more than that, but Back when I was in my like real prime heyday of just getting fucked up all the time, like, dude, nobody uttered the word fentanyl, you know? Yeah, so. same here. So it's like a different game. I mean, it's my understanding. It's just way, way more potent. So it's just a matter of like, yeah, I would agree that it's the same idea that like it, I mean, it's more potent. So it's like you can, I'm, I'm sure if you're smart about it, you could be addicted to fentanyl and be fine and, you know, fuck with that or whatever. But it's just a matter of that especially if you don't know what you're getting and you're not knowing the proper dosages or whatever, it's so much easier to accidentally give yourself too much, too much, you know, like, so that's, that's, I mean, at least my, that's my understanding of fentanyl, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. But, that's fine too. That's yeah. Fine. So let's uh, move on into, we kind of touched on uh, the prescription pills. Oh, you know, I want to touch on Kratom. Have you fucked with Kratom at all? I have not. No. I have not. Uh, that, that is something that I have never, touched it's my understanding that it is a herb that when it gets in, when it gets ingested the body proce processes it as an opiate and so as a result it works wonders for people who are coming off of opiates uh it's not a prolific thing but this is just all secondhand experience so yeah, yeah. i mean i fucked with it but i mean i don't i mean i don't really know enough about dosages and stuff but i, I know i've done like I mean, I guess what I would, I would consider low. I mean, comparing it to the feelings I've gotten opiates, it never compares even, but it is kind of this, like, it's almost like a, it's like, it is to like, Kratom is to opiates what caffeine is to tea, I guess would be the way I'd put it, where it'd be like, you, there's technically caffeine in tea, but it's very like a, a very 
very, very light amount. And it's like a, I don't know. I mean, that's not the best comparison, but it's very light. Um, I mean, obviously it depends on your dosage, but I mean, I know my experience with it, it does remind me. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't fucking with it. I didn't ever do Kratom around the time I was doing pills, so I didn't use it in like a way to get out. So I, I can't speak on that. I know a lot of people have, I could see how that would have been useful for me. I can see like doing it, how that would have been useful. But for me, it was, it, that wasn't around that time, but it, it was, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. It's nice. I would totally continue to do it. Like, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I liked it. It's, it's a very much, I mean, especially cause I, I, I guess I came from that spot of being an opiate person. So like that was kind of my thing, but this is like, it almost, it, it's almost like the good sides of the opiates without the bad, you know? Yeah. You know, but even then it's not as good as opiates, if you will. So, cause it's like some of the good parts, cause it's not super strong. It's just very much like a very light, light feeling where it's like kind of a little bit opiate ish. I don't even know how to explain it. I mean, if you're someone who's done opiates or kratom, you know, you'd be like, yeah, you get it. But it, to explain it to someone who's never done it, they're probably like, what the fuck is this dude talking about? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so like, I, I, it's, it's really hard to explain the feeling of it, but it, it, it it kind of gets you a little bit more chatty, kind of like opiates do. Not not too much. I mean, there are different strains. I want to get John Bush on at some point. I've already hit him up, and we're probably gonna do like a kratom episode at some point because I would like to do that to get, get like the ins and outs because that's his business. But yeah, there you get into different strains and shit. Like the reds are more powerful, but generally it's very opiate like, but very a very 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 more watered down version. And it doesn't. I mean, at least in my opinion, there are people who have complained about withdrawals before. From my experience with it, it's nothing like that to that extent. I'm sure technically you can, but I'm sure you could get addicted to cheeseburgers too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see me, man. I got a little. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah, yeah. So I don't, I don't. I mean, I guess. I mean, maybe I'm being a little, little um, insincere there because it does work, supposedly work along the same receptors, opiate receptors. So technically, I guess you could get to a point where you're dependent, but I feel like you'd have to be doing like some monster doses over a long period of time because it's just not as strong it's kind of different and so i've also it does, heard that it's huh? like really uh, uh it's i've also heard that it's really important to verify the source like really do some research like just not all kratom is equal is mm -hmm. my understanding of it so like if you do buy it and in, in today's market like you really got to make sure that you're buying from a reputable dealer uh because there's some there's some boo-boo out there yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I don't know. I mean, I I think mine was just some random shit here and there. I have no idea. I'm sure that's the case. I mean, that also could just be people because, you know, people always like to make it out like because they market it as like a supplement, I believe. So they don't have to go through the FDA. Uh, so I'm sure there is probably there probably is a grain of truth in there. But I feel like that's probably mostly just people being like, well, this isn't being checked by the FDA. And that's probably some generic like ATF argument against it. You know what I mean? So could be. Could I don't be. know. I don't know. Enough. I'm not embroiled enough in that fucking community to be able to really say that. But that's what it strikes me as because I have heard people say that. But that kind of strikes me as that because I know how it's marketed and I know how they the ATF or in general just wants to get rid of it. Why am I saying ATF? Not ATF. DEA. Yeah. Fucking yeah. DEA. Yeah. I'm sure they want to. They want to nix that shit. And be, I think it really probably grinds their gears as marketed as a supplement. And you know the the constant argument of like the FDA like needs to. If the FDA wasn't there, what the fuck would we do? You know, like, I don't know. The free market would, you know. We'd have awesome drugs. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah. you know, the free market would naturally pick winners and losers. I I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, I have a hard time believing that if you were pushing out some bullshit that you'd really be able to keep a, uh, a mark, like a keep 
customers coming, you know? So yeah, no, no, you're not going to stay in business long. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure there is probably swag out there, but I mean, I feel like they're not going to fucking stick around for too long. So, I mean, I don't know. Right. So it could be totally wrong. It could, there could be a whole bunch of bullshit out there, but from my experience, not that bad. I don't know. I mean, I mean, and I'm not someone who's doing a shitload of research on my shit. <laughs> right on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, cool. Yeah, we hit on that. The Kratom. Let's move into methamphetamines. And I will say, I have never done methamphetamines. But I have done Vyvanse. I have done Adderall. And I've been around people who are on meth. And this is going to sound really retarded for people who don't fuck around with drugs. I feel like you can kind of... How do I put this? Like, for example, me, where I've done where I've done pills before, I can look at someone and look in their eyes and tell by their actions, that motherfucker's on pills. And, like, the, I've had the same effect when I've seen – like, I knew someone was on meth. I looked at them and, like, that is exactly the mind space I was in when I was on Adderall or Vyvanse. And so I, it's extremely similar, at least from what I've seen. I've never done meth personally myself. But that's kind of what I've seen because that's very much the mind space I was in with uh, Adderall and Vyvanse, what I saw from the people I was around. Um, I mean, for example, with Adderall and Vyvanse, it kind of touches a little bit on the prescription pills we were talking about earlier, but there's a little crossover. I fucked with those. And for me, like Vyvanse, Adderall, shit like that, it's not, I mean, there's nothing, anything I'd ever, I know people get addicted to it. Once again, that's not something I'd ever get addicted to. If anything, if I was in a position where I could do it, once again, that's another drug where it'd be like, if I want to study or if I want to go fucking, uh, do yard work or something. Cause it's like, it makes me focus really fucking good. <laughs> that's, that's about it. I don't, nothing about that is euphoric to me. Like I, I could never see, I know there are people who get addicted to it. I don't know. I mean, I don't understand why. Cause for me, that's not something I enjoy. I mean, I enjoy being productive. So I mean that, that I guess there's an aspect there, but mostly it's just, um, it would be, a. And you know, I got to clean out the garage because it looks like shit. All right, I'll take a five ounce. <laughs> like, I don't know. So I'll, I'll let you, I guess maybe we can touch, you can touch a little bit on the Vyvanse and the Adderall type or those type of pills and then also how it relates to meth because I could be completely off, but I just know I've been around people on it and I just like, I looked at them and they just seemed to be in the exact same headspace I was in when I was on those pills. So yeah. methamphetamine is my, that is the drug that I've done the most. I, that is what... And I don't think I touched on about like I'm in recovery. Like, so like, you know, I do the recovery thing and like, dude, methamphetamine was the thing that has brought me more destruction and chaos in my life. Cause it's just the one that was just, did it, it impacted me the most. Uh, so we'll start out with the difference between Adderall, you know, Vyvanse, you know, pharmaceutical amphetamine salts and actual methamphetamine. And so there is very, close similarities. Absolutely. Um, you have, you know, the, the sense of want to get up and around, do something, you know, you, the ability to, to maintain and focus on one specific task at a given time, which that is why for ADD and ADHD, it is such a, you know, useful tool because, you know, what people like I, I have ADD. It's just, it's one of the things I have. It's not that I can't focus. It's that I focus on everything around me all at the same time. It's very hard for me to hone in on one thing. And so, you know, with methamphetamines and amphetamine salts, that is similarities where they cross and they divorce is that methamphetamine actually like brings more of a euphoric feeling. And on a scientific level, it crosses something called the blood brain barrier. And it actually affects your DNA a, a much differently than 
you know, pills would. Now, like with amphetamine, uh, methamphetamine also, the, the method in which you ingest also has a lot to do with your behaviors and how the high rides out. So like if you smoke, you're going to have, you know, the benefits and it's not going to be so far on edge for a lot of people. Uh, how do I put this, man? It's like when you shoot, like you cross this different threshold, like you go, you go in this different world, man. Uh, sex is fucking awesome. You know, you could just run around, do whatever the fuck you want. And it's just like, you know, you're, you're 90 to, you know, zero to a thousand in a nanosecond. But with smoking, it's a little bit more slow to come on to that extent. Um, and with the, the, the whole thing with methamphetamine is that like it la hold on, let me, let me, let me backtrack here a little bit. So the way the drug trade works, right? Methamphetamine has impacted a lot of states across the country in such a way that ingredients, specific ingredients that have been used traditionally to make methamphetamines have been scheduled and made harder to, to get. And so as new legislation is presented, new ingredients are used to make methamphetamines. So the method that, you know, uh, we did like 10 years ago is not the methods around a day. The methods around a day consist of like gun blowing, um, you know, some other nasty shit. You know, the weird thing is with meth is that any one ingredient will kill your ass. But somehow when you mix them all together, it just gets you really fucked up. So it doesn't doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. But um, the um, the problem that we're having out here in Oklahoma right now is that the methamphetamine is so it, it, okay uh man I'm, I'm i'm i have lots of information i'm not drawing a blank i'm just trying to figure out how to navigate these words <laughs> properly for you um so there there's different derivatives of meth like back in the day there was crank there was p2p dope and crank was like a red substance it was a red powdery substance right um, I, P2P was, uh, kind of a yellow type granulated substance to look like, and then ice started to, to show up and ice is actually, it's like a, it's a crystal and it's grown, you know, it's, it's like an actual grown crystal. Uh, that's how they make that shit. And, um, so it's weird. Like methamphetamine covers such an umbrella, you know? And that would be like trying to say opiate in the pharmaceutical market. Like you've got all your different types, right? And so the problem that we've had now with all the regulations and stuff that's kept these ingredients out of the market um, is that you see shit like they're, they, they're using uh, insecticide, like it's like a wasp killer. And the result is this dope. It's called flash and flash dope is called flash because it's over like that. A uh, very powerful front door, but there's no legs to it whatsoever. Uh, this creates a problem, especially if you are, uh, you know, IV using it because you get too much of a front door and you're gone. You're out. You know, I've had that happen to me. 
uh, and it's it's not fun, man. You wake up and you you really don't know what the fuck happened. Um, yeah, scary. Uh, but so here's 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 the thing with 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 Matt. It it could be a fun time for you, or it could be a debilitating thing that ruins your goddamn life. <laughs> like that's just the way it is. Like. Yeah, roll the dice. <laughs> dude, I've seen some crazy, whacked out shit. Like, dude, the stories I could tell. I spent, I spent a decade on the set of Spun. You know, like, ooh. I just know from my experience, the people that I was hanging out with are on math. They literally were just like me on Vivance where they would just be really focused on one fucking thing. And if anything, kind of fucking boring. Like if you're drinking around them, I was just kind of like, this motherfucker is just way too focused on this one goddamn thing. And yeah. they're just really fucking lame to be around. It's not like they're like, Ooh, this, this is a fun time with them having math. This looks like a blasty blast. I mean, well, maybe in their head, they're having a good old time. But like, well, here's, here's the thing. Like, so with meth, like in, in its current form, like psychosis is brought about if you stay up long enough on it. So like the longest I ever stayed up in a row was uh, 14 days, no sleep. Uh, I, I don't know about the last like week of that. Like I just, you know, was just up. Uh, you know, there might've been a, a snooze here or there, but like straight up just balls to the wall going. And so psychosis will kick in. And once that happens, like, okay, for instance, I was in a hotel and a friend of mine came over and we were talking about like this dude across town where we're going to go fucking rob. Right. And I'm like, okay, cool. And so like, there's these three people I'd never met my friend. And we're all talking and they're like, well, we got to go. We'll be back later to pick you up and we're going to go do this. And I'm like, cool. And so they leave and like an hour goes by and they still hadn't showed up. And so I called my friend. I'm like, Hey, when are you coming back? And then he's like, what? I'm like, when are you coming back? He's like, dude, I, I don't know what you're talking about. Like he was never there, bro. I like, <laughs> like that sounds crazy as shit, but like, that's the level we're talking about. Like I straight up, and vivid like i could still picture it in my head like these people existed at that time and so that's the difference like you're, you're not gonna get that on adderall or vivance you know but uh that is that's the risk you run with with methamphetamine staying up for days on end plus you don't fucking eat you're you you for you forget to hydrate um and forget to bathe and all that other shit and so it's just, it gets weird, dude. <laughs> it gets That's a, weird. you, I mean, it sounds silly. This is going to sound really dumb, but you brought up something that actually I feel like should be brought up. Hydrating. Pretty much goddamn almost all the drugs we brought up prior. Fucking, you need to make a point. If you're going to do that shit, like pretty much anything we've mentioned, make a point to remember to hydrate. For example, with blow, like blow is a good example. Yeah. Fucking, if you forget to hydrate, you're going to have a fucking rough next day but there have been times where i like i like i used to drink gatorade and like just because it's like you kind of like want something to, you kind of almost like have this like nervous energy where you want to do something yeah. so like having something like a gatorade where it's like a sweet thing and it's you know you're hydrating as well it's good because water you're gonna get like bored with and you're gonna for, just forget to but at least like it's kind of like you're giving your i know it sounds dumb but it's like it's it's like a sweet flavor it's something that you can just kind of do with nervous energy and it's about you're hydrating yourself at the same time and your 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 body the next day will thank you when you're like you aren't like fucked up like everybody else who just like forgot to drink water or was drinking beer or whatever you know just make a point pretty much all these drugs make a point to drink water yeah or gatorade or something because it, it's gonna 
the, the, all these 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 highs you go on with your body, there's always lows. So like, yeah. make sure you're preparing your body for that low. Well, here's the thing too, is that like you're putting high octane fuel in your tank. You need to make sure your radiator is full because mm -hmm. you are, you are, I mean, you are redlining that shit. You know, your heart is, is just, it's a lot, a lot more stress on it. Your bodily functions are requiring more of the energy to be used, you know, like the nutrients and the things that you put in your body. So yeah, hundred percent probably would be a bad idea to take a couple of vitamins beforehand too. But mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know a whole lot of <laughs> cats are like one a day. You know what I mean? Like, you know, Flintstone chewable with their Xanax. Like, I don't know. Like maybe some cats are like that, but. And I mean, it sounds dumb, but it, I mean, cause I know that's not something you're thinking about when you're some, you know, fucking 20 year old dude that's just want to get high. But like me as like an almost 30 year old guy that's looking from it. Like if I was to do it now, like, yeah, <laughs> I'd make sure I drink water and have lots of fiber or like, or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah you, I mean, it really will. Cause I, I, that was something I learned from, you know, going from experimentation that your day is a hundred percent better the next day. If you fucking make sure to stay hydrated. Yeah. So yeah. And then that, like eating, make sure you like, I mean, depending what it is, cause there's some drugs that's going to make you nauseous. It's a matter of like timing you're eating. Cause it's like, like, I mean, depending if it's something, you know, it might make you throw up, maybe eat a few hours earlier, but make sure you have food in there or you have nutrition because a lot of these drugs, especially like math, fucking pills in general, damn near any type of pill, you're probably not going to, going to want to eat. And like, so yeah, so you need to make sure to eat prior, make sure your body has nutrition because your body exists on energy. That's just how bodies work. So if yeah. you're doing something that's making you not want to do that, it's going to fucking suck. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing that, I mean, you touched on at the beginning of the episode is that like, you know, different substances have different effects on different people. And, you know, I fall into the camp that like I straight up don't eat at all, but I know of other people around me who are partying who they had no problem. Like, you know, they could, I mean, granted, they're not eating like a, you know, three meals a day, but I mean, they'll, you know, eat something and, and not have a problem. They like, they have to have that. Their body requires it. But like mine was just like, no, no, bro, let's get more of that good shit in me, you know? And so that was like the main, the, the main goal. Um, so yeah, good point. No, yeah, I definitely, yeah. I mean, when I was bad on pills, I lost a lot of weight, like, especially my, my worst time was when I went to college. Uh, after, I mean, obviously after high school, that's a dumb thing to say. It's kind of, you know, obviously it's after high school. I was about to say that, but, uh, fucking like when I was really bad on pills during that period of time, I got down to like 140. I'm 210 right now. Like, I mean, I'm a stocky dude. I've always been into lifting weights and stuff. Like I'm, I'm five foot six, but 210. So like, I mean, I was probably like 170, 180 in high school. And then I went to college and just like partied and fucking did pills and all sorts of shit. And I got down to like 140, 150. Yeah. So like in and like that's, that's it's what it does like you, yeah. you're just gonna get skinny because you're just you know i mean don't get me wrong some part of that was being a, a broke college kid but i was also a broke college because i was spending money on drugs so right. <laughs> right. <laughs> so yeah. a, little, a little bit of the mix of the two i i partly was uh broke because i uh i was spending money on drugs but i also didn't you know i mean like it was just this constant vicious cycle of like i didn't have that much money and so i would just like do drugs so that i wasn't hungry <laughs> Right, <laughs> like I am a, I'm like 300 right now. I'm a fat guy. I'm a yeah. chubby dude. Uh, back then, I was like 170, you know, a buck yeah. 60 maybe. And like, I do not have the frame for a buck 60. Like, I look like. Were you a tall guy? Uh, I'm I'm 5'10. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. So, you know, buck, buck 60, buck 70 on that type of frame. I look like Spiegel, you know, you know, my precious, yeah. you know, type shit. <laughs> look like a fucking AIDS patient. But, um, yeah, yeah, always – Always a good time there. And so like, just to kind of like loop back in a met, just, to, just touch on it real quick. Uh, so we talked about smoking it. We talked about shooting it. Be careful with shooting it as with anything else. Always, always, always be careful. Um, meth is not a uh, intermuscular um, substance. It will not soak in through your muscle tissue. If you miss your vein, uh, meth will abscess like a motherfucker and it will be painful, not fun, not a good time at all. So there's two, uh, one is eating it, you know, that kind of has a delayed onset, but once it kicks in, you're in high gear, you're ready to go. Um, it's a lot easier to also overdose in that regard. So smoking it, if you're like new and you're just wanting to try smoke, don't do any other way. Smoking it is the safest method for uh for methamphetamine which is weird because you know you got adderall and all the other the pills that you know you ingest but i'm telling you man meth is a different animal like you don't want to fuck with that uh, another way is snorting it and it will burn like death uh there's a way that you can do it have you ever heard of hot rails no i'm not too experienced with the meth, meth okay game. <laughs> so so here's the thing with hot rails you take a crack pipe okay a glass tube and you can heat up one end I mean, to where that glass is red, like it is, it is hot. And then you got your meth on a line, right? And you snort it. And what happens is, is that when you snort it, it's hitting that glass and vaporizing. And so you're actually smoking the amount of, of the line. And so you blow out this gigantic fucking cloud, you get your bell rung and you're, you're ready to go to the races. Cautionary tale. <laughs> Don't put the wrong goddamn end of that tube in your nose because you're too fucked up. <laughs> Seeing that happen, um, not a good time. So that's that's the methods and and what they incur. So that, sorry, I rambled, man. But that's oh, that. you're good. You're good. Meth is that one substance yeah. that I I know a lot about. Yeah, this is this is your 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 pro spot, your uh, repertoire right here. <laughs> Ten four. Ten All right, four. let's. We'd be remiss if we didn't touch on weed, but I have a feeling. Me and you both, uh, you were you were kind of touching on that you haven't fucked with it as of late, but when you got into the medical game, because I kind of had in my outline like going into like edibles, dabs, you know, sativa, indica. I don't know a goddamn thing about any of that shit. I my don't wife, either, bro. My wife's on medical. I'm an old school stoner. I used to smoke every fucking day, but I just smoked weed because like I don't fucking know this shit. I just I went to the dude down the street. I was like, I want some fucking weed, and he gave me weed. I was like, I mean, sometimes he would tell me some dumb shit like this is bubblegum Kush, and I'd be like. Cool, I'm gonna fuck. Nice. <laughs> <Yeah>. Like, <laughs> that's fucking great. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, you're probably full of shit. Like, I, don't, I don't know. I'm not. I don't really. You're just some skeevy dude. I'm buying weed from. I don't really <laughs> trust you as far as I can throw you. I'm not like, oh my god, this is bubblegum Kush. <laughs> yeah, I don't care if it's free range pot, bro. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, you know, ethically sourced. Like, get the fuck out of here, bro. I'll give you twenty bucks. Give me a bag. It's funny because my wife's uh, is medical marijuana because now because she's an epileptic and she like so she legit has it and like it's funny because she'll like talk to me like like this is an indica or this is a blend I'm like. <laughs> like, oh, she used to smoke. I told you she had a coke problem back in the day, but she didn't used to smoke. So it's like I actually got her into it. Like I actually convinced her to start smoking back when it was illegal. 
before uh-huh. it went medically because she had some issues. And so I was like, this will fucking help. She did it and it did. And then went medically, you know, they went the medical route and now she's like kind of borderline pretentious about it. And I just, I feel dumb when I'm like, dude, I'm the one who's like the old school OG fucking like smoke every day. Like <laughs> get off my lawn, you know, type mentality. I get it, dude. So it's I like, it. I kind of want to be like, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't, don't talk to me. Like, you, what's that meme with Aslan where he's like, don't speak the, the old magic to me, which I was there when it was written or whatever. <laughs> like, that's kind of how I feel when she like starts going on about that. She's like, shut the fuck up. Does it get you high? Right. <laughs> yeah. Which I mean, whatever there's differences. I have like fucked with edibles before and like, I mean, that's a different game a little bit. I don't know if you were fucked with edibles. Yeah. Even then, I don't really have enough experience because, like, I don't know. Me growing up, personally, it was always hard to get a hold of edibles. It was just always like, you know, I don't know. You just, well, I mean, we the, had- free, the free market's a beautiful thing. It's opened things up to where it's like you can just be like, I want the brownie. I want the cookie. I want the lollipop. And before, I was just like, there'd be a rare occasion and be like, you want an edible? I'm like, well, okay. Like, <laughs> when, I, when I mean, like, when I say I did edibles, like, I had to do the homemade shit. <laughs> like, or we made ganja butter and then make cookies or, you know, whatever, the, whatever out of it. Like you just basically cook with this THC infused butter and, you know, it'd fuck you up. But I didn't, I don't think it would fuck you up as much as like the current day edibles would that are like, you know, where science is involved, you know, <laughs> not just some weirdo, you know, in an apartment somewhere making some butter. Like, <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'm yeah. wrong, but I, I don't think that we, I've tried anything close to the caliber of what's on the market today. I'll tell you that. Oh yeah. I'm sure. Like my wife, it's funny. She has edibles too. And, uh, she once I think took the wrong, well, she had like two bottles. One was like a 10 milligram. One was like a 50. And one day she took the wrong one. Cause like the 50, she had to cut in half. And she literally was like crying about the, cause she was like, she was thinking about the concept of how large a blue whale is. And it was making her cry. And I was just like, you goddamn fucking stoner. Because she took the wrong one. <laughs> she was like, going up her fucking ass. <laughs> I mean, that's I've never great. been there. <laughs> I, I can't say that I have either, man. That's pretty fucking wild, though. Which, I mean, Holy I guess I could shit. kind of wrap my head around. Like, if you really were like, I mean, I guess that'd be kind of almost along the lines of like lucigens, which we're about to go into next, where it'd be like, you kind of like, I could see myself being high on shrooms being like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll uh, cry still. <laughs> Mama didn't raise no bitch. <laughs> did you ever do the uh, like the um, THC oil from the butane, the butane extract? Can't say I did. I pretty much, I think I've done like just a generic, like, I don't know. I think I've done apples like once, even though I don't really recall it well. So, but for the most part, it was just old school fucking weed. I got stoned. It's almost like we probably, pro- me and you probably almost didn't even talk on it because everyone listening is probably already on medical shit and just like, Shut the fuck up, Boomer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably should just move on to the next one because I, I got some antique methods to use in pot that like don't apply anymore at all. Like, yeah. <laughs> back in my day, damn you! Like, <laughs> I couldn't say fong in a headshot without getting kicked out. You know, now it's like openly, people are cool with it, man. Yeah. Like, it's different now. Back in the day, I was a rebel for smoking weed. <laughs> yes, I was cool. <laughs> All right, let's move on to lucigens. This will be the last one we touch on. For me, I've only fucked with two lucigens. I did shrooms and I've done acid. Shrooms I've done like I think two or three times. I don't. I have no idea about the dosage. And they were. I loved my shrooms experience. Um, acid I have done a few times, but super low doses. 
because I was just like, at that time I was being cautious and I was just like, I'm going to go very low dose. From my experience between the two, just completely talking on my ass, really hard to compare the two since I haven't done a full-blown acid dose. Shrooms kind of brought me to this weird, like, I guess almost more holistic place where it was like I was like in a very therapeutic where I kind of almost, I mean, from my experience with acid, I don't, I kind of didn't like it personally. I mean, I, I need to go back and probably experiment with it more personally, I think. But I, uh, it kind of seemed to bring me to a weird place with like intrusive dark thoughts and, but like not even in a way that was like scary, but it was like, it almost was more scary that it didn't bother me. You know what I mean? Like if that makes sense. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Where you like, you have these dark thoughts, but it's not even like, it's not scaring you. We're like, this should be scaring me. Like what, what the fuck? Right. <laughs> Whereas shrooms, if I had those thoughts, I'd be like, oh. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, shrooms is great. Huh? That's solid. I mean, yeah, you're, you're nailing it there. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I didn't really like that. It felt like more dark, like, I don't, I don't want to say evil, but a, a different, it's coming from a different spot. Where shrooms was just like almost like, I mean, I think I actually know I did it twice. One time, the first time I did it, I, uh, I did it at my, um, I did it with my buddies, but it was like these people that I kind of like, I was friends with, but I was like newer friends, but we were cool. And I was at their place. I remember I started out and I was reading a comic book and it was just like the, it was just like the colors were like, and like, I was just, it was amazing. And then like, for some reason about like a third of the way through my trip, they were like, they're like, all right, we're going over to so-and-so's house. And, you know, we're going to go go party. Do you want to come with us, Josh or Jose or the fuck? And they're like, I just outed myself a little bit there. Whatever, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> but uh, they're like, you want to come over to, to someone's place? I don't know. And then these are people who are newer friends, so I don't know their friends. And so I was going to a new environment that I didn't know at all. And I remember just like sitting in the corner, just like fucking like kind of almost like borderline. I was sitting, but I was like in an almost like semi like fetal position, just like, because uh, <laughs> I just remember being like, I don't know these people. This is, I, they, they probably all think I'm so fucking weird. <laughs> just tripping balls. And like, and it wasn't terrible, even though that was uncomfortable. It weirdly felt like I was working through stuff, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then later I ended up getting to a more comfortable spot and it was fun. The second time, time I did shrooms, it was, uh, I was just with my best friend at a place we were very familiar with a good setting we went and walked around the woods. It was a great time. It was just like, I don't know. It was just, it was just good. It felt like the, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. It's like therapeutic in a way. And then acid I've done, like I did super small doses a couple times. Wait, lasts way longer than it fucking should. <laughs> acid is. is one of those ones you're like, when is this over? I want off this ride. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, I don't like this anymore. I want to go to fucking sleep. <laughs> And yeah, it was it's weirdly seems to come from a darker place, but that's but that, I was on a very super low dose. I can't. You may be able to speak more to acid than I can, but that was my experience uh, between the two. If I had to go choose between two shrooms all day every day, so I mean, for for me, I I have bought acid six times. I have been high on acid one time. I have bought. So what I mean is, I bought bullshit acid five times <laughs> and finally got on the good shit. Now shrooms is a much more natural spiritual, um, uh, type of experience. Um, there are visuals that, that happen, uh, you know, wall kind of bubble a little bit, you know, tracers, shit like that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's not to cut you off, but I would, I didn't mean to say that I didn't, I never saw anything that wasn't there in shrooms, but okay. I saw things that were distorted 
So that, that would be the way to put it. But that's kind of what you're saying. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and I think that's kind of a hallmark. I don't know if it's – and here's the thing is that, like, so I, I've been really trying to track down the guy from Decriminalized Denver to come on because I want to know more about the process they, that they used out there to decriminalize shrooms, but also, like, about the different spores because I've heard that much like, you know, what your wife was telling you about weed, the shit that you and I don't understand, like how there's indica and sativa. Like, from my understanding, there's also different – like strengths of spore that can actually, you know, cause a little bit further of a trip in one way or another. But for me all around for the shit that I could found, find in my region, it was a, a body and mind trip uh, positive. I never had a bad trip on shrooms. I've done shrooms shit probably 20, 30 times, dude. I've done it quite a bit and it was just, every time was fun when I did acid like shit got real, real fast. Uh, I, I took it and it wasn't like the blotter sheets. This was called window pane and it looked kind of like a, a piece of cut glass, you know, like just a shard. And it was like three pieces of it. And I took it and like an hour went by and nothing was going on. And I was pissed. And so I went next door to uh, smoke a joint with my neighbor and he told me a joke and I laughed and I couldn't stop laughing. And I was like, oh, this is happening now. And so I had to leave. And dude, it just vivid, vivid, uh, you know, hallucinations for me. Like anytime I tried to shy too far away from my from my trailer I was living in at the time, like a swarm of bugs would <laughs> come around me. And it was like, I think that was like my subconscious being like, no, motherfucker, you do not need to be walking around. Stay in a and safe place. <laughs> stay in a safe place. I went inside and like, I got real skeptical about my computer because my computer, <laughs> my keyboard talked to each other. And so like I plugged the keyboard, put it in the closet. It, it got weird. And uh, <laughs> it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't like a bad weird. It was just very intense. I remember the whole time, th like the back of my head, the muscles just seemed to be just fucking squeezing. Like the, the, the muscles in my scalp were just like tense the whole time. And, uh, but it was kind of like that. It didn't go away. <laughs> that shit stuck around for a while. You know, it was a very long ordeal. Um, I've been told that with when it comes to acid particularly, it's so important that if you do it, you're around people that you trust. You're around people who have experience doing it because an atmosphere will make or break a trip. You know, I think that's hallucinations in general. Cause I mean, that was my experience with shrooms, but I've only done it like twice, but even then it was very much the setting is what determined how good of a time I'm going to have really. Cause even though I did say I had that one sort of bad experience, I wouldn't consider it bad, but I guess it would have been preferable to have been a nicer place. I would have been less anxious, less uncomfortable, but even then, even where with the anxious uncomfortable, I was weirdly working through stuff in my head. Like yeah. I was becoming more comfortable. Like I was working through that anxiety in my head in a way. So, yeah. so it so, and I think that that's probably accurate. You know, even though I did never have a bad trip on shrooms, I think maybe it was just like the time of my life. Cause they were around constantly. Like I'm that, that 20 to 30 times wasn't over years. That was like within a year. Like it was just, it was around, it was readily available. And I don't know. Yeah. It was a good atmosphere I was in. Um, but so the other hallucinogens that are out there have be Joe Rogan. Have you ever done DMT? No, I've not. I wish I had. I, I would love to. Uh, I mean, it, it, don't be wrong. Like, cause acid kind of like freaked me out a little bit. So like, I feel like fucking DMT would probably, but at least it's like, it's a quick ride and then you're off. 
you know, like, so. So I've done it one time. Like my buddy made it because there's a way you can make it. You could buy all the ingredients and make that shit yourself. And you know, you know the visualizations for the media player on an Xbox, like playing <laughs> yeah. a song, and it's got the okay. Yeah. So let me set the stage. That I'm sitting on a couch. That shit's playing in front of me. He has a vaporizer. Take a hit of DMT. All of a sudden, those hallucinate that those visualizations came off the TV and wrapped around me. The Oriental rug on the floor became a fucking pond. I'm talking vivid, 4K HD detail hallucinations. It was wild. Different you fucking know? world. <laughs> I mean, and, and it was like, boom, you know, you're there. It wasn't like a, a run up. Like you were fucking in this other world. About 15 minutes later, it's gone. <laughs> it's the wildest, wildest thing. Uh, big fan. I think that that DMT thing is pretty cool. Um yeah, I really want to do ayahuasca is what I'd love to do because Ooh. apparently ayahuasca, what I've heard is it has like enzymes in it that delay that breakdown because the way I've heard it uh, explained is that like DMT is like a fucking rocket like into that fucking that like next sphere of like uh, consciousness. Whereas like ayahuasca, yeah, it may not take you as high, but it's a nice smooth, you know, and then back down. That's so kinda, it al- allows you to actually be able to soak it in as opposed to like, whoa. Right. <laughs> That's, yeah. I That's why a lot of people um, actually, you know, it's being pushed as a solution for hardcore opiate addicts, you know, who just can't get fucking clean to do an ayahuasca trip because of, you know, the profound effect that it can have on your, on your sp- spiritual and mental state. You know, like people have life altering experiences on a- ayahuasca. That I've heard, I've never tried it. You know, bastards. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of to tie back to the whole point of this episode is I think we are going to find out like later on that our whole idea or paradigm when it comes to drugs is completely off. Like, I feel like human beings are too far too often just binary thinkers or just good or bad. And there's so much shades in between. Like even, even me and you, you're a fucking, you're, you're, you're a recovering addict. Like you're, you will not fuck with this shit that we talked about. Even you were able to be like, Hey, this is how you should do it. If you're going to do it, there are people who can do it and do be fine. There's just so many different levels. Like, for example, if I was going to, like, if I didn't have the current, like, you know, lifestyle I had right now and I was able to do whatever drugs I wanted, I'd probably smoke weed. Honestly, I would probably smoke weed every day. I'd probably do shrooms like every other month and maybe do Coke like once every other month. And that'd yeah. probably be what I do. Aside from that, I wouldn't do anything else, but everyone's different. And like, there's like, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like, I mean, I've experimented, I've understand what's good, what's bad, but everybody's different. And I think we're going to kind of, especially when it comes to hallucinogens, we're going to find out later that like the way we looked at it was completely fucking wrong. Yeah. So Yeah. And here's the thing. So like, and it's wild that, that acid particularly LSD has gone the way that it has because when it was first introduced, it was actually used in therapy sessions. Bill D- here, funny little fact, Bill W, one of the found the founder of Alcoholics Anonymous actually took LSD in a, uh, in a therapist office while he was chasing a spiritual experience because that was the norm back then. But then, you know, you know, uh, all this shit happened, you know, Manson, you know, Hunter S. Thompson, all these fucking, you know, all the all the raging 60s happened, and then all of a sudden it was demonized. But I do think that we're seeing a return because acid was non-existent years ago. 
you couldn't find that shit. And now I'm hearing, hearing about it quite a bit. DMT. I'd never heard of until, you know, semi recently ayahuasca, another one, uh, Ibogaine that's making a, a, a run down there in Mexico. Um, there's there in in the hallucinogenic market. I feel like there is more of a dialogue that's being put forth that we haven't seen before, and so I'm hopeful. You know, I'm hopeful that we as a society are changing our tone on it. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely. I do, I do think uh, like I really this is an episode I want to do from the beginning because I do think there's a weirdly somehow a lack of this kind of coverage of drugs from a realistic perspective. Uh, I think it's probably a good spot to wrap it up. And like I said, I'm really glad we did this because I do, I do think this is important. It's something I've been doing, want to do for a long time. Um, yeah. Um, with that, you got any plugs you want to drop before we, we, uh, we, uh, kill it. Just, uh, my, my podcast, you know, uh, clean libertarian podcast. You can find me on Twitter at clean underscore podcast or my personal one that I, that I'm more active on is at Liberty drew 84. And uh, yeah, it's pretty much it, man. It's all I got to plug. Yeah. And I hope uh, if, you know, I hope people can use this as a resource or at least a reference point for like, if they are wanted to draw so they can at least educate themselves a little bit more. Cause I think that's a big thing is you just need to be educated to some extent. I think that's where it has failed a lot of us where we came up from that dare crowd of like, just like, just say no. And it's like, yeah, no, that's a little fucking retarded. I'm sorry. Like, that's just not a realistic way to look at life and drugs and people are going to experiment. You know, it's the same idea as being like, Oh, just, you know, wait till marriage. Like it's just a, a little fucking retarded. Like, I mean, yeah. you can say that. I mean, it'd be gr- sure. It'd probably be great if no one ever did drugs and they waited till marriage to, to have sex. Yeah. It'd probably great, but that's not the world we live in. So, you know, we got to deal in this area, you know? So I, I think, I think that's why I really w- kind of want to do this. And so I'm glad we did. Um, with that, yeah, go ahead. Like I said, beginning, I'm on the No Way Jose YouTube channel. Uh, anywhere audio podcasts are at, I'm on the uh, Larry Movement YouTube and BitChute. This will all, this episode will be up on there. Uh, the Larry Movement is on Facebook and MeWe. If you want to hit that up, all this shit is going to be in my fucking uh, in the video description. So hit that shit up. Uh, if you need to contact me for any reason, hit me up at thelibertymovementglobal at gmail.com. Like I said earlier, I'm on the patreon.com slash No Way Jose 2020. Or you can fucking support me with crypto at endthefed.app. Like, share, subscribe, comment, all that good shit. With that, deuces. Thanks for coming on, Drew. No it's problem. Been a blast. I, I was glad to have you here. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> no problem. All right, out.